Dillian. Yes. You've, obviously, this fight itself has been postponed three times mm -hmm. now. Have you ever been more motivated for a fight before in your life? I'm always motivated for every fight, man, you know, because my career has always been must-win fight because I never had no big promotion, no Olympic gold medal, no... I didn't even win the ABAs. I didn't even win the regional ABAs. So for me, my whole career, instead of no promoters, no nothing, no backing, so for me, every fight was always a must-win, you know, so I'm used to that. So for me, you know, it was always been like that, so it's nothing new to me, you know. You've been climbing your own mountain for some time now. What's the motivation for you to reach the top? My kids, my family, you know, um, making sure my children never have to do the stuff that I did growing up because I, I took a lot of risks, did a lot of dangerous things, a lot of things that you should even do as an adult. And I was doing it, I was forced to do them as a kid because I need to survive, and I need to eat, you know, and stuff. So for me, it was, it was you know, I'm, that's my motivation. My family and my kids never have to do not even half of what I had to do to be here because there's some of the things I did to be here, man, it's like, you know, obviously things have survived, you know, obviously so many times there's been so many assassination attempts on my life, people tried to kill me and stuff, you know, I, mean, I, I never want my family, my brothers, sisters or kids to, to go through these things, you know. When you're in the difficult moments in the ring, how important are some of those life experiences? It's very important because remember where you come from, I know you get it because I shouldn't be here, you know, obviously there's no plan for me to be here. I just, I just took a chance and dive in in a deep end, no experience, no nothing, and took risks sparring with the top guys, the top heavyweights around at the time, and proved to myself that I was, I was tough enough, certainly, <laughs> you know, that I was good enough, I was tough enough and determined enough. You previously said that you only started really training after the AJ yes. defeat. So how far away now would you say are you from being the fighter that you think you can be? I don't know, man, because I'm still improving every camp. Numbers getting better, running better, training better, um, being better, feeling better, getting in better shape, you know, understanding my body more, learning, learning about nutrition, rest, the amount of water you need to drink, the vitamins you need to take, and the best time for recovery stuff, you know, um, you know, and dieting and stuff like that. So I'm still learning, so I don't know, I don't know, you know. I don't know, people might think, oh, you're 32 now, um, you know, I'm not going to learn anything, but I'm still learning, I'm still getting better, I'm still improving, you know what I mean? I'm still out fighting, out boxing, guys have been boxing for 30 years, 30 years plus, you know, I've been doing it for 13 years. Was there a moment when you thought, I want to improve? Yes, after the judgment fight, I thought to myself, I definitely have to improve, I'm good enough, but I, because in that fight, he was recovering two seconds before me every time, he was recovering, I noticed it, that he was recovering, we would have a trade-up, we would hit each other big punches, but because of his training, I was just doing what I thought was best. I, no physio, no, no care, no diet, nothing. I was at home eating rice and peas and chicken and, and that stuff and just training and just going gym a few times a week and just training and stuff like that. Then after that, you know, I realised, you know, I need to change and we made the move to go to Loughborough. And then from Loughborough, we decided to move into a more personal setup, a more intimate setup where it's based around you and not you and another almost thousand people, you know what I mean? So, so, so that's it, you know. Who knows, we might make another improvement again after this fight, or, you know. Given what's at stake mm -hmm. this week in your career, is this like a dress rehearsal for a What can I stick be for a lamb? <laughs> no, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, definitely, no, no, definitely. It's, um, 
It is, man. It's the most important fight of my career, you know what I mean? It's, you know, you, listen, heavyweight boxing, a couple of losses means nothing. You're always one fight away from stardom or failure in heavyweight boxing. It, it, it's, it's crazy, you know what I mean? But for me, this is the most win fight, and I hate losing. I don't like losing. Losing, for me, is the worst thing. I don't like losing at nothing, you know? Even if... Even at the running track, I challenge professional runners. They beat me all the time, but, you know, I still believe in my mind I can beat them and I still try to beat them. I still give it my all, you know what I mean? So, but that's how competitive I am, you know. I know I'm challenging a 100-meter sprinter that's 13 stones and I'm 18 stones. I know I'm never going to beat him, but I still believe and, you know. So, yeah, that's just why I'm a very competitive, you know what I mean? I'm very relaxed, but very competitive guy. This weight for a world title shot has been something we've all mm. spoken with you about. Is it something that still motivates you? Have you been able to park that now? How are you feeling about that? It motivates me because, you know what? Thank God I've, I've got some great fans that stick by me through the, the to, to thick and thin, the good and the bad. You know, I've had some great fans that I knew it'd be good for me to lift a world title for myself as well as it is for them, you know, obviously the British fans support me, you know, obviously it'd be good for me to win a world title for myself, for Sky Sport, for Matchroom. You know, it'd be great for me to win a world title and come back, you know, I mean, I'm sure, you know, you guys would be just as happy as I am, as, as I am to see me win a world title as well, you know, so, because you guys have been there from the start, been with me, you know, myself, my team, Matchroom, my family. It'd just be good to win a world title and close the chapter out, you know, I won a world title, I was world champion, you know. That's the motivation. That's the sole motivation, you know. It's crazy that everyone that's been pro same time as me, or just after me, or just before me, has had two or three world title shots and I ain't had one. And I've, and I've been a winning streak while they've been a losing streak. You know, Eric Molina, two, three world title shot. Dominic Brazil, two, three world title shot. You know, all of these guys and I'm like, I've been a winning streak while you guys have been a losing streak. You know, but I don't know. Is that frustrating that if you were perhaps in any other era in heavyweight boxing, you'd have had at least one world title you shot. You know, it's frustrating, but it's a compliment as well because it, it, it tells me what I believe. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a high risk kind of guy, you know, because they'll pick those guys because those guys, you can see they're big guys, but there's something missing. They're a bit soft or they're, they're dangerous guys, but there's just things missing from those guys. So it's easier for the champions to pick them than it is to pick me because to pick me, you know, it's risk because even when I was mandatory and I was number one challenger, they still didn't pick me. Does your career kind of reflect what you had to go through the rest of your life? Take chances, survive, take opportunities, dangerous situations. That's all I know, man. I don't know anything else. It is sad that as a young man, as a child, that's all I know. That's how I grew up knowing, you know, that's how I grew up knowing. But on the other hand, it's good because I learn a lot from it. I'm a lot tougher physically and mentally. And that's why I bounce back. That's why for me, I don't lose and start making like guys like Wilder and those guys, they never had to go through these things, so that's how when they lose, they start talking all this and, and the reason these guys start making it. I just said, you know what, it was a good shot, great fight, let's do it again. Straight away. How do you see the division then? I think you've said previously that you see yourself in the top three heavyweights in the world. Is that, yes. You see yourself above Wilder? 100%, 100%, you know. I've had two losses and, and I bounced back. He's had one loss and he's gone off the he's gone crazy. He's, Accusing his, his trainer of this, accusing his wife of this, accusing this of this, accusing, you know, that's not what a champion does, you know, a champion finds a way. A champion, you know, what, look at Marvin Agron of them, you know, RIP, God rest his, his soul and that, you know, he actually was adamant about fighting his way to the top. He was going to dangerous areas fighting dangerous fighters when nobody else wanted to fight them, you know. 
Uh, and it's the same mentality to me. I don't think, I'm not comparing myself to him because he's a legend. I'm not a legend, it's a normal geezer. But you know what I mean? It's the mindset, the mindset, the mentality is the same. So if after this fight, assuming you win on Saturday, mm -hmm. if Wilder's team come to you with a proposition, would you take it? I'll take anything, man. I'm a fighter. I am a fighter and a warrior by nature. So, so I just want to fight the best people. Whoever is the best people, whether the fans want me to fight, whether the fans think I should fight, then I just want to fight. I don't care about this, that and the other. I just want to fight. Man. All I want to do is fight the best people, be the best I can. And if I can change five or ten people's life, my whole career, then I'm happy with that. If I become world champion, change a few people's life and the way, inspire a few people, bring different revenue and stuff to different countries and different people around the world, and excitement and joy into people's life, then whatever it takes, whatever, whatever it takes for me, whatever it does to me, then I'm happy with that, man. What about your team that you brought around you for this fight? Mm -hmm. The camp seems very relaxed. You brought Harold Knight in alongside Xavier Miller. How is that dynamic working and what has that done for you as a fighter this week? You know what? Everyone's saying about Harold and Xavier Miller. That's all good, but I've got a big team of people and these team of people have been with me for, for six years. There's people that you guys don't know their name or whatever. There's these people that's been with me for a long time. So it's all good we brought these guys in, but you know, there's people like, you know, Michael, Simon, you know, Al Stewart, these guys have been with me for six years since the Joshua fight. They've been with me and they've been pushing me and supporting me for a long time and doing so much for me behind the scenes. So they've done a lot more than Zav and what Shadow has done for me over the years. You understand? Because they've been there with me through the thick and the thin. You know what I mean? Whenever the injury, these guys have saved me. When, you know, these guys is, is, is talk me into things that I don't want to do because it's better for me and stuff like that. So them guys, you know, but it's great having Arrow and Shadow and it's great, you know, there's guys, you know, like there's guys being the scene that you guys don't know about that's been there with me. When I couldn't pay for things, them guys were paying for things for me. When I never had nothing, they was paying for camp for me. They was looking after me, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, like I wish I could shine light on the rest of my team, you know? Obviously the boxing guys get all the credit, but they only do 40% of the work. The other guys do the next 60%, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, you know, it's great having, I'm so grateful to have Arrow and um, Zav and Arrow. I'm so grateful, they do all the technical stuff, whatever, but these guys are the support, these guys are the guys that give me the water in the corner and spot, and these guys are the ones that, oh, my shoulders got niggled, they quickly rub it out so I can go out and finish the rounds and stuff like that. Oh, my neck's a bit jacked up, so, so I got a great team, man. Everyone is, is you know, they've been there for me through thick and thin, you know, sometimes when I felt like jacking it in. They've been supporting me, you know what I mean? You know, and I've had a lot of ups and downs in my career, so I'm just grateful. I couldn't ask for a better team. I wouldn't change no one on my team. What's the closest you've come to walking away from the sport? <laughs> you know my situations, man. You know, you guys have been there and seen. There's been a few times where I haven't done anything and I've been put in a situation where I felt like jacking in my life worked. You understand? For no reason. When I've been innocent, you understand? And it's like, I feel like, why is people always challenging me and testing me, what for? I'm just a normal guy that's just trying to make it. I'm not a guy that's show off or a guy that, I'm just a normal geezer. I don't ever think, oh yeah, I'm this, I'm that. I'm just a normal guy, I just do my things. I try and help people, I give my time to people. I'm very reachable to the fans or the supporters. You know what I mean? I'm, I even show my, my haters love. That's the kind of geezer I am. You're really honest. I think that's one of the reasons that the fans have really fallen in love with you. Off the back of that, Povetkin mm -hmm. fight, the first loss. What 
what did you learn? What were the, the 24 hours, the 48 hours like after that defeat? I, I, did, I didn't learn anything because I already been for ups and downs in boxing. So I already know there's a lot of snakes in boxing, a lot of people who are haters who pretend to be your friends. So I didn't learn anything new. I didn't learn anything because already I knew these people because I've been for all the ups and downs in my career, the highs, the lows, the... I already knew, you know what I mean? I knew that the next morning I would go on social media and I'd have been slated, oh yeah, why it's this, why it's that. So I didn't really care. I don't care, all I care about is what my family and my friends think about me. I don't care what randoms think about me. You know, you're sitting at home in your mother's one bedroom apartment, you know, um, sleeping in the living room talking rubbish and an in, and internet. I'm trying to do something and trying to change my life and inspiring people and going after something, so I don't care. Like, what's it, what is the comment on Twitter? Oh, yeah, you're a bomb, you got knocked out. Oh, yeah, okay, great. But you paid to see this bomb get knocked out, though, so who's the bomb? Me or you? So there you go. In that first fight, you came out and you were sharp from the opening bell. Mm. You had Povetkin down twice. You mm. definitely hurt him. Will you only know how much you hurt him when you look into his eyes this week? I know how much I hurt him because of what he said to me after the fight. It's a guy who doesn't speak English and he came to me and says, wow, you're a very strong guy. He said, you're, you're way better than I thought you was. You're very, very strong, very good, very good, very good. But I don't think he thought I was going to um, activate the rematch clause at the time. So, but you know, he's a top fight. Listen, the guy has had 200 amateur fights. He won everything. He's beaten a lot of top guys, world champion. I got nothing but respect for the guy, you know. Um, He's a great fighter and all that, but I'm coming for war Saturday night. I am coming to put the hurt on him from as quick as possible. You know, last time, you know, listen, it's all good, man. You know, you guys will see. You guys will see. I'm coming to do damage Saturday night, you know. I'm a lot stronger. I feel better. I'm doing stuff that I, I, I sort of strayed away from. But that's life. You try to adapt stuff. You try to improve stuff. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. You know what I mean? And I'm... And last time I didn't hit him properly. There was glancing punches. If I land properly in any heavyweight in the world, it can destroy somebody, you understand? With both hands as well, so, so it's good. But sometimes a defeat is necessary. My father is sort of sometimes you need to be in your back to see further up. Do you firmly believe then you could knock anyone in the world out, anyone in that heavyweight division? I can knock anyone out on this planet. Any man on this planet I can knock out, any man. No, anybody. I have. I carry a lot of power in both hands. Very heavy-handed in both hands. You know. I mean. Um. You've seen some of the guys that knock out. Guys that doesn't get knocked out. You know. So. Perfect King stuff is resilient, but I know exactly what I need to do. You know. I know exactly what I need to do, but also it's very dangerous. As you show, he got knocked down twice and he came back and win the fight by KO. So, you know. I want to ask you about the coin? because yeah. when I last spoke to you about it, I think it was a little bit surreal. Have you come to terms with what that really means now? The first black person ever to be on British sterling currency? Ah, <sighs> uh, you know, I just say to myself, you know, why, why me? <laughs> you know, there's a lot of black guys out there that's done way more than me, you know? Way more, don't get me wrong, it's a major achievement. It's something that I'm happy for. But there's a lot of black guys that's done a lot more than me, you know, but I'm just grateful, you know, someone like me, we have come from what I've been through and stuff like that, you know, so, so it's great, man. It's, you know, it's, 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 um, there's no red for it, man, you know, 
but it's something that my children and my family will, you know, it's something that will always be there in history, you know what I mean? You know, it's something that's more than what I've even done in the ring, you know? And what message does it send? <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> Not to give up on yourself. Never to write a, a kid off, you know, because I was that kid that got written off. I was that kid that, oh, you know, um, my life story's out there. I don't need to sit here and cry about it or go on about it. My life story's out there. If you're interested in it, you can go and read or whatever. It's, you know, life is life. But um, it just shows you should never give up on a kid, man, because most of my life people gave up on me, you know. People gave up on me, lots of people. Even, even some of the people that say this week, didn't believe in me when I first started. When I first came to Sky, a lot of the people in Sky didn't believe in me. They just think, oh yeah, it's just a routine opponent for, for Anthony Joshua. That's how I was built as, as this street thug, you know, a street thug with no class, no this, no this. That's how I was built, you know. Let's be honest, we all cool and we all have that relationship, but when, that's how I was built as this thug, this bad boy, whatever. So, you know, I should never give up on, on people, man. Not because someone don't, speak a certain way or don't act a certain way. Don't give up on people. Give people a chance. Give people a chance to express themselves, to grow into things, to understand things. You understand? Do you enjoy proving people wrong? No, I, I don't even try and prove people wrong. I just try and just prove my mother right. That's all I do. I don't try and prove people wrong. I try and prove my mother right. And my, my friends and my followers, you know, and my, and my supporters, you know, because these guys know me, they understand me. These guys seen different side of me so I just trying to prove them right. I don't try and prove people wrong because if you spend your life trying to prove people wrong, you're never gonna make everybody happy. So I don't care. I, I just I don't care man. People say what you want. I don't care. As long as you can't as long as you don't say it to my you can't say what you want, but say it to my face and then you know, then we'll see. It's all good screaming and shouting being media but come and say it to my face and you will see. How important has your mum been in your life? Oh, my mum is my world, man. My mum and my kids is my world, you know. My mum, my kids is my world, man, you know. My mum is just, my mum's like me. Me and my mum is very similar. She's, my mum worked three jobs when I was growing up to, to, to look after us. My mum used to work in the day and then the night, you know. You see my mum for a few hours a, a day and that's it. She's gone. Where's mum? She's at work. Where's mum? She's at work. Where's mum? She's coming from work. <laughs> you know what I mean, you know. And my mum will go work, come back, cook for us clean the house, go back to work again, you know. Come cook for us, sort what we need to sort out. And she's at work again, you know, so it's just, I don't, I don't even know she did. I, even at her age, she's still doing it. I'm like, yo, mom, relax and come, come live with me in Portugal. She's like, no, 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 I, I gotta work. But that's what keeps her alive. That's what gives her a life force is the, the work energy, the drive. She had that drive and that inspired me so much to, to do more, cause I'm like, you know, my mum knees is bad, her hips, but she still goes, man. She still goes. She goes, just goes and goes and goes, you know. And I sit back and I'm thinking, why am I worrying about what people say or think when this little old lady's just going up and down in the middle of COVID, risking her life, going to people who the government ain't got no aftercare for because of COVID and no one wants to work and the hospital is full and she's, you know. So for me, it's that, that, that lady is amazing, man, you know. That lady is, she's... There's no one like her. It's a big night for a number of fighters on Saturday, mm. in particular Fabio Wardley as mm -hmm. well, someone you're close to, of course. Where is he at in his career at the moment? Fabio's at the of his career where he's got a hair of invincibility. He ain't lost. No, he ain't lost a round. No one's hurt him. No one's dropped him. No one's outboxed him. So that's the best place to be in your career. 
You think no one can defeat you, no one can touch you. You know, it is, we, I was there at one point. We was all there at one point and it's great. I was going, I was knocking guys out left, right and center and I was, and then the only thing is, only one bad thing. I didn't train properly. I take it seriously enough because I had steel hands and I was knocking everyone out. And I was just thinking, I don't need to, 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 to train for this. Uh, I'll smoke, all I gotta do is land one punch. And then that was my downfall in the end. So, but he seems smarter than that, you know. He's had people like me and around him that's telling him and guiding him. So I never had that. So that's the difference between me and these guys. No one helped me, I never had that. So, but now he's got, I've taken all the risks. I'm securing these guys' career and future with all the risks I've taken, you know. Then, you know, so, so all the guys are good. You know, you got Chris Congo as well. I think he's the best welterweight in Britain for sure. Probably one of the best in the world, barring ex his experience, you know. And um, he come off a two-year layoff and knocked out Luther Clay, who was active, you know. That just goes to show, now he's fighting this um, Michael, Michael Tennyson. I think he'll stop him as well, you know. And then you got um, Eric Pfeiffer that's fighting as well. It's a new guy that I'm co-managing um, with, with um, a good friend of mine, Errol. So he's a top guy. He fought Tony Yorker, Anthony Joshua, Joe Dress in the amateur. A lot of people don't know about him. A lot of people is asking about him because he's quite a quiet, sort of typical German-Russian kind of guy, you know what I mean? You know? So he's got a good fight against Nick Webb. We all know Nick Webb. He's a bit of a, you know what I mean? He's a bogeyman as well at times. He loses fights that he, he shouldn't lose and then he, he comes back and beat guys that he shouldn't beat. So, and who else did he have? I'm missing one. There's Chris, Fabio, and Super, Yusuf, Yusuf, Kalomari as well. Good featherweight, talented super featherweight. You know, he's fighting um, Kane Baker, who is coming off a good win. He just beat an undefeated top prospect that Tony Belly managed. So it's a dangerous fight for Yusuf. And I think if Yusuf shows his true talent, I think he, you know, so I think he, he's ready. He wants to fight Zelfa Barrett. We offered him the Zofa Barrett fight before this and he said yes, straight away. Then Zofa Barrett said no, he wants to fight Zofa Barrett. I'm saying, listen, relax, Zofa Barrett's a good fight, I have a few more fights first. But he said, nope, I want Zofa Barrett now. <laughs> you know, even Kiko Martinez, he wants all of those guys. So he's just keeping the reins in him because the kid's at 22 or 23. You know what I mean? So I got a good stable of guys and they all make me proud, you know. Um, there's not a lot of guys that help guys on their way up because no one helped me, I was sparring. David Price, Tyson Fury, David Hay, Klitschko, both Klitschko, Vitaly Vladimir, I was sparring, who's this? I spar all the top guys around at the time, none of them helped me and put me on the undercard, none of them, you know. Well now you're headlining, let's mm. finish shall we, on the headline event against Povetkin. Tell the camera, tell all the people at home what's going to happen on Saturday night. Saturday night you're going to see two top heavyweights going at it and somebody's going to get knocked out and it ain't going to be me this time. <laughs>